0: It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group, with certified financial planners Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory.
1: The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate Studies. Welcome to another episode of the
2: Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I am your host. I'm also one of the CFPs on the show. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs,
0: Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. With 2020 almost over, some critical tax planning opportunities are about to expire as well. So, what are the tax planning steps you need to consider right now before they're gone? We're hitting that and much more in this episode. It sounds it sounds really geeky. We're going to make it fun,
2: right? But it's actionable. We've got we've got a week left. You've got a week left to really make some improvement in your taxes. You're going to care about it in April. I know you will. So we're <laughs> going to talk about that right now. If you have a question for us, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. Submit a question right there on the right. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. It's 574-222-2000. Most engagement with the show comes through social media, YouTube and, and Facebook, all of that. Most questions come that way. So you can find us wherever you're at on social media. You'll find us. Just search Wise Money Show, the YouTube channel, Wise Money Show and Facebook and Twitter. So engage with the show, leave questions that way. All right. So, you know, typically near the end of the year, we love tax planning. Tax planning is one of the six disciplines of financial planning. Your taxes and, and those tax decisions need to be interwoven in every financial decision you make. Wait, I said this wasn't gonna be geeky. <laughs> but So it's just critically important. And and the interesting thing about taxes is it's really the one thing in your financial life that has a deadline. And many of us think that deadline's April 15, or this year, whatever it was, right? Um, but some things have a deadline of 1231, some tax planning strategies. And this year's even more unique. Because of the CARES Act and all of the tax changes, some of the once in a lifetime tax opportunities expire next week. We're gonna hit those right now. The first one is no required minimum distribution this year. No RMD this year. So it opens the door to lots of tax planning, including maybe doing a a Roth conversion.
1: Yeah, you know, Roth conversions are something that we talk about with clients every December, every November. It's just one of those year-end planning opportunities that you need to consider every single year, because it's your opportunity to look ahead into the coming year and say, you know what, am I better off you know, proactively planning to pay taxes now that I could have waited to pay in the future... Because now is a better opportunity
2: for me. You know what, though? It, you're right. And I don't mean to cut you off, I, except I did, um, is, <laughs> yes, we usually look to the next year and say, would I rather pay taxes at these tax rates? But right now, it's really, you've got to look over the next four or five years, maybe even
0: longer. Yeah, that's because, exactly right.
2: because RMD is coming yeah. back. I mm-hmm. mean, you, who knows? They could do some stimulus and, and delay it, but it's coming back at some point. And we know how the election turned out. We have a sense for where tax rates could be going. So you got to look farther
1: than just a year out. See, and and that's actually the one that is maybe flavoring a lot of the conversations I've been having during the month of December. It's, do you believe that tax rates are going to be higher in the future, whether it's because you have to go back to taking your required minimum distribution if you're over age 72, or for those who are younger— maybe you still believe that the tax rates we've been enjoying for these past four years are better than they're going to be in the future. So why not go ahead and pay tax on some of your IRA money now by doing a Roth conversion?
0: Yeah. I I would encourage you if you're helping your elderly folks, make sure they're doing this, this kind of planning, because you want them, and they, trust me, they want to. It's the, the game is, if I've got retirement dollars, it used to be I had two lives, if I'm a couple, I had two lives and then a lifetime beyond that of my beneficiary. And the SECURE Act made it, now I've got two lives and 10 years. The lifetime beyond the two lives, and so that's the life expectancy <laughs> of your qua- of your retirement account. That's right. how long it can last, unless you spend it all before that. So, so it used to be there's there's we we're talking about deadlines, but we didn't care about the deadline for your retirement assets because <laughs> it it's you, it, it's almost to infinity and beyond, right? But now, now there it is finite. So so again, the game is I've got retirement dollars I've never paid taxes on. I've got to get those dollars unencumbered. I've got to get them free of the tax IOU that's upon them. How do I do that? And one of the ways that you do it is you pay a little bit of tax in the very low tax bracket or the lowest possible bracket that you can all along. I'm I'm working with with folks that they were when they were putting this money in, they were in the 28% tax bracket. Right. They pull it out in the 12% tax bracket. That's beautiful arbitrage. And it was interesting because I was working with someone a lot of the planning people that we work with um, have us prepare their taxes because if they say, "Hey, if you're going to do the planning, will you also do the preparation?" There's a there's an ease of doing business there. And I worked with a, a married couple that were at, they were going to come in around sixty thousand. I said, hey, if you go up to eighty thousand, so if you take another twenty thousand out of that IRA, then that twenty thousand you're going to be in the twelve percent tax bracket. So mm-hmm. it, it's it's I know numbers don't work on the radio, but anyway, the, the idea is they had some room to go, and their social security was almost all taxable already, so it wasn't going to be a big impact there. So we, we told them that, and we, we, we executed it, and then he followed up with an email and said, hey, when I told my tax preparer that, he said, well, it sounds like you've got two accountants doing your work. Uh, no. <laughs> and so that's, I mean, if you've people have often wondered why do we do tax preparation here, and it's because of the fiefdoms that exist, because really my only role was to serve this client. Yeah, and this tax preparer's only role was to serve this client, but the tax preparer wasn't serving this client, and and his former investment professional wasn't serving him either. So you have these two people that weren't doing their job, and when we did it, and the interesting thing was, and this is a little aside, he said, "Well, wait a minute, you're not, you're not getting paid if I move that money from my IRA to my Roth IRA, you're not getting paid anymore." And I said, "You're right." We, we get we're we're fiduciaries we advise on assets so we get paid on what you have and yeah. you're right the Im- amount you have doesn't increase and he's like so why are we talking about this i'm mm-hmm. like because i am a fiduciary it's what's That's best right. for you That's yes right. and so we have to do what's best for you so i would encourage you if your folks are saying oh it's a good year we didn't pay any taxes this year and they've got a retirement account they need to be talking to somebody
1: you know, what, what you're describing is that intersection between your investment decisions and your tax decisions, and that is what fl- financial planning is all about. It's finding those areas or those decision points in your in your financial life that really require more than one perspective to know what the best answer is, and by you kind of sitting between those two camps, you are able to see or at least advise the, the client on something that uh, the other professionals weren't doing. Yeah. But I, I would also warn, though, that it's important to, to make these types of decisions within the context of a, a financial plan, but especially a tax projection. Because sometimes there's unintended consequences. When you move money from an IRA to a Roth IRA, you may be triggering more tax in other areas that you didn't see coming.
2: Yeah, you don't want to do that. The other thing that you're going to want to make sure of is if you're not yet age 59 and a half, when you do this, I mean, this is going to be taxable. If you're not yet age 59 and a half, you got to figure out a way to pay the tax. You might say, well, what are you talking about? I'll just withhold. If you're not age 59 and a half, those withholdings, that's actually a distribution. It's an early early withdrawal. Even though it's going out and going to the IRS, that's an early withdrawal and would be penalized. So, you've got to work with your CFP on this. And once again, we're talking about this because the deadline is you've got to get that Roth conversion done by it's got to be in it's got to be done by 1231. So, you've you've got to get the hustle on. Work with your CFP who's giving you tax planning advice and and see if this is something you need to take advantage of right now. We've got more last minute tax planning ideas. That more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
2: Do you ever think that there was a financial incentive to actually get the coronavirus? Well, believe it or not, there actually is one, and it's a financial incentive Uh, opportunity that expires in a week. We're telling you about it right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. Here with me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is right there on our podcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, check it out. Spotify, iTunes, wherever. Just go there, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to it, and do me a favor when you're there. Rate the show and leave a comment. We really appreciate that. That's helpful feedback for us. Helps other people find us as well. Okay, so we're talking about last-minute tax planning ideas for 2020, and this is no normal year. I don't I don't need to remind you of that. <laughs> this has been a very unique year, and all of the tax rules changed back in March, and a couple of those new tax opportunities are going to be gone for good in a week. And uh, the coronavirus-related distribution. I mean, you know, back in March when we still didn't know anything, mm-hmm. this was out there, and it's like, oh, okay, wow, that's pretty cool. And now you look at it, and you're like, wow, yeah, I mean, that's a financial perk. You got a financial perk if you got COVID.
1: Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? Well, it opens up a possibility for you that, first of all, never existed in the past. Um, Not the way that this was written into the CARES Act, but you can, yeah, you can pull up to $100,000 out of your retirement accounts and not pay a penalty on it. And they've given you up to three years to pay it back into your account so that you don't even pay tax on it if it was almost like taking a three-year loan um, from your own investment accounts to help get you through this this crisis and obviously this was all written into law back when we didn't know how this was all going to shake out we didn't know how the the stimulus money and um, and everything was going to help have a, a rapid bounce back within the economy but there's still a lot of people who are really struggling in this economy, certain pockets, certain industries, that sort of thing. And so to have this kind of flexibility, and it doesn't take much to trigger your eligibility on it, to your point. Let's hit those three things. If you get COVID, and um, if you experience some sort of adverse financial consequences, and that doesn't even necessarily have to mean like, the, the world is crashing in on you and you have an extreme hardship. It could be, you know, maybe your hours got cut or you had to quarantine or, you know, you were, um, I don't know, un- unable to work a normal amount. Maybe you had childcare issues in there, that sort of thing. So uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that your your financial world is unraveling but you are eligible for this and some people are thinking of it as a potential strategy to use
2: so there's three qualifications you you if you had covid okay and some people got letters that said they had it and they never even got tested can you believe it (laughs) so (laughs) if you got covid you're eligible if your spouse or someone you care for and i mean like tangibly care for got covid then you're eligible Or like Josh said, if you were adversely, you know, financially adversely impacted. Now, that is a loose definition. But just like Josh said, I mean, so if you were laid off, if your hours were cut, if you were um, you know, you run a small business and you're, you've seen a significant drop and so on. I mean, that, there's a lot of leeway there. I was talking to some folks that have really navigated this, this whole year financially really well. And we were talking about this idea and I said, yeah, you know, too bad. Unfortunately, unfortunately, but fortunately you haven't gotten COVID. So we're not going to be able to take advantage of it. And he said, well, wait a second. You know, I did cut my hours from you know from 40 to, to 30 hours and you know i was okay to do it because i'm pretty close to retirement but that was forced on me it's like well hey jim that yeah that, Score that, that, right yeah, that there, now right? opens it up and so what do, what does this mean you can take up to a hundred thousand dollars out of your qualified retirement account ira or even 401k if, you're, if it would normally be subject to a 10% early withdrawal penalty, that penalty is waived. You do not have to pay it. You can spread that tax implication over three years. So you claim a little bit of it as income this year, uh, you know, a third of it next year and a third of it the following year. And then you've got the entire 36 months, you've got the entire three years to look and say, yeah, I want to pay it all back. You know The 60-day rollover idea, you've got a three-year rollover option. And if you do it, you just amend your taxes for those previous years and say, nah, this wasn't a distribution. It's pretty unbelievable. So, and Kevin, I'm assuming you've got a story or something to share. But I mean, what this means, it's not, well, should I do this or not? You've got to be doing tax planning. You've got to have a multi-year tax projection. You've got to be proactive about your tax situation and say, wait, should I get my hands on some dollars right now? And if I stretch the taxes over three years, that's a, that's, a good, that's a good thing. Will that benefit your situation? If so, you got to take some action right now.
0: Right. And the 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 situation where you say that does this make sense or not? Here it is. If you I was working with this couple and they're business owners and their business was affected. Hor- Infected? Yes. Mm-hmm. In essence, uh, horribly, and so we they're they're going to have a half million dollar loss this year. Wow! And so you say, well, what do you do about that? And one of the things that you can do is you can pull out hundred thousand dollars each out of the retirement plan, and there's not a there there's not a, a because they've got the loss. There there's there's so an, the
1: loss has created a tax planning opportunity. You're saying
0: absolutely. And so this is this is where it gets mm. it gets super interesting to look at. And not only that, but but it was that and because they were over 59 and a half, we did a meaningful distribution from their 401k to their IRAs so that we could also convert money because mm-hmm. we're trying to create we're trying to create a half million dollars of in income.
2: Yeah, right. To offset
0: mm-hmm. the loss. Yep. And so there and I would say well, don't let that D- don't let that go by where you just say hey i've got this big fat loss on my tax return and jimmy Crack-Corn and i don't care you, you know you know what i think is more likely is
2: is you you wouldn't you, you would avoid it you you don't want to look at it when something that painful happens you want you're you're sort of in denial maybe you know it's there but you don't want to focus on it why would you want to go talk to someone about this as well if you don't have that cfp in your life who can look at your financial life and and uncover opportunities, maybe where you're not looking or where you don't even want to look because it's too painful? You're gonna miss out. Yeah, you're gonna miss out.
0: Yeah. Well, I I can tell you the 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 person who's helping you, uh, who's providing the four hundred one k at work, the person who's advising on the investments on your four hundred one k at work, the person who's preparing your tax return. All these various professionals, and there's a few more. If if they're if they're not all under the same roof, you'd have a tough time because it's kind of like in the game of volleyball, the ball comes over the net, and you assume someone else is going to hit it, yeah. and so it drops in the sand between everybody. Yep, yep,
1: yeah. I, I think everything that you're saying is is exactly right. That this w- what a terrible year for that couple you're describing, mm-hmm. but. With the right planning, it creates some amazing years in the future Absolutely. because they can access money that had never been taxed before. Now they get at it tax-free, and uh, that's the the old what's the cliche? Make uh, lemonade out of lemons, yeah, kind of that's as right know. chicken Which, soup out of you know. Chi- <laughs> uh,
0: chicken. <Yeah. laughs> so, so,
2: so the big idea here is it, it, well, what do you guys think? You think they're going to extend the, the coronavirus-related distribution?
0: Well, what we have to say is. Only do this if it's absolutely necessary. We're not. Yeah. We didn't just yeah, yeah, spend yeah. the last ten minutes advocating. Yeah. Grab money out of your four hundred and one k while the getting's good. <laughs> yeah, because so it, it, like. it would it it actually could sound like that yeah. if you were not listening. I mean, the big
2: idea is planning, right? Comprehensive mm-hmm. financial planning. Does this idea this this is an opportunity? is this an opportunity that makes sense for you that you should take advantage of i mean that answer always always comes in your unique financial situation in context of your overall financial plan there's a few more there's a few more tax ideas connected to cares act there's other others that are just normal deadlines we've got that and more coming up on the wise money show with corehorn financial group
0: This is Wise Money with Corhorn
2: Financial Group. There's a whole host of last-minute tax planning ideas that you've got to consider. And I know we're down to crunch time here, but you've got a few days left in 2020. Good riddance, but make sure you're being wise about your tax planning. We're helping you with that right now. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host here with me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and josh gregory every episode of the wise money show is also on the youtube channel bless you kevin excuse you uh is on the youtube channel so go there check it out go to youtube search wise money show subscribe to it turn on notifications smash thumbs up if you like the content share it and you can leave questions comments there as well all right so we're hitting these last minute tax planning ideas within the cares act there's a couple we'll hit it briefly because there's a big list we've still got to hit but if you if you normally and regularly give to charities nonprofits, you could get an extra benefit this year. Let's talk about a couple those couple uh, unique rules
1: in the tax uh, laws this year. Well, one of them is just a, a new line item on the tax return that didn't exist in the past, and it's it's your opportunity to write off up to a three hundred dollar uh, donation that you make to a charity. On the front page of your tax return. This is significant because in the past, the only place to write off your charitable contributions was on a, a Schedule A, which is geek speak for uh, your itemized deductions, where you create your own laundry list of write-offs, and you had to you had to get up over a significant threshold in order to be able to really benefit from any of those charitable. Contributions now you at least have a smaller threshold to get up over, and it's three hundred dollars right off the bat
2: per per, per taxpayer. So yep. so if joint uh, married filing jointly, then it's six hundred total. Uh, you can't itemize, so that's one thing. It's not a double deduction here. You, if you don't itemize, then you, then this thing opens up, and because it's above the line, if you live in a state where there's state taxes, it should help you on your state taxes as well, which itemize deductions your other charitable contributions normally would not help you on the state. So take advantage of that. And speaking of itemized, if you do itemize and you are, uh, you know, giving is a regular part of your overall financial plan, you've got a giving strategy, this year you can actually donate more. You might not want to, I'll tell you in a moment, but you could donate more up to a higher limit. Usually there's a limit on how much charitable contribution you're even allowed to deduct. It's a percentage of your adjusted gross income. And now they increase that percentage. I mean, basically you can donate up to hundred percent. Now that's the reason I'm not telling you not to donate. I'm not sure it makes sense to ever just donate and pay zero tax. I'm not sure. Depends on your situation. But if you're in a situation where you're donating that much, Tax planning is probably a big deal. I don't know if you'd want to ever get your tax to
0: zero, but you could. You could if you wanted to. Yeah. So. If you did that, if you donated 100% of your adjusted gross income in that same year, you'd also want to convert a bunch of <laughs> Roth right. IRA to Roth IRA to change your adjusted gross income. So, so you definitely, definitely want to be taking advantage of the 10 and 12% tax brackets. But this is also a year where it, you know, this idea of bunching and saying, hey. I know what I'm going to give this year at the end of the year, and I know what I'm going to give next year. If you knew that, you might want to put that all in one year. And we're, we've are we been spending a lot of time talking to business owners who've gotten a, a PPP loan, it's been forgiven, I and we've been telling folks, hey, plan on paying tax on that money. Well, if you've got something you know you're going to need to buy for your business in the next year or two – if you can buy it this year and put it in service that that might make some sense because this might be an atypical year for you if you did about what you did last year and then you had the ppp i mean it it seems like there there are only two categories of of businesses right now those that are up and those that are down there's it doesn't seem like there's any middle of the road yeah. kind of <laughs> folks and even even with restaurants
2: it, it, it let me say it a little more emphatically you're you either crushed it or you got crushed.
0: Yeah, I I have a client who's a restaurant owner who has drive-through capabilities. He's up thirty percent over last year, wow. and we also have a, a client who's a restaurant owner who's shut down right now because they don't have they only have dine-in facilities. So it's you're either up or you're down. You're it feels like you're either winning like never before or you are just getting kicked in the teeth.
1: You know, that's true of uh, your investments too, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of, you may analyze your portfolio and realize, man, I have some serious winners this year. And if you're someone who has some some stocks or some mutual funds that have really run up in value either this year or over a longer period of time, those assets might represent some great candidates for your gifting strategy as well where you can actually give highly appreciated investments to a charity which can cash that in and pay no tax in the process. Where you had a tax IOU kind of built into that investment, they don't. And yet you can still get this charitable contribution by giving the money, potentially, if um, d- depending on where your income's at. I thought you were going to, you know, there's winners and
2: losers in the investment world as well, and, and that opens up another tax consideration and that. And that is tax capital gain, harvesting capital loss, harvesting. Yep. If you, you know, so outside of your retirement accounts, uh, if you have a trust account, an investment account, an individual account, um, if there's losses in there, If you sell those investments before the end of the year, you can capture that loss. It can offset other capital gains and you can take up to 3,000 of the loss this year carrying the rest forward as long as you don't buy the investment back within 30 days. If there's gains because you're worried about capital gains rates going up or overall taxes going up or whatever and you want to capture some of those gains this year, same thing. You got to sell those investments that have the gain yet before the end of the year. And like you said, I mean, you can look at the stock market or different sectors and say winner, loser.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Right, right. At, at tech stocks winner, energy, energy. loser. Right. Mm-hmm. And and, and um, what what was it recent earlier this month um, when all these uh, big um, movie companies said, hey, we're going straight to streaming, mm-hmm. and you know it, we've got clients that own a small theater business. Mm-hmm. And right there, bam, Tesla, winner, movie theater, business, or and, and theaters, losers, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you've held any of those, look at both your winners and your losers and see if there's any tax planning strategies
1: that you need to be taking advantage of there. Absolutely. And that's something that really is a strategy every single year, But to to go back to Kevin's point, you want to take advantage of that ten and twelve percent tax bracket, Mm -hmm. especially if you have highly appreciated investments, because capital gains that fall into those two lower categories or two lower tax brackets, they're tax free on the federal return.
0: So you know don't don't said another way, if you're in the twelve percent tax bracket, you do not pay capital gains on your capital gains. Right, exactly. And so if you have individual stocks or highly appreciated stuff if you shouldn't be selling it this year, maybe you have children or grandchildren that should be. So if you gift them shares of a stock, you also gift them your basis. Your basis is what did I what did I pay for it? So if I if I paid $5 for a stock and it's worth 10 right now, if I sell it, I've got a $5 gain and i'm going to pay in my rate. If i give if i gift that stock to my children, it's likely they're going to pay zero federal income tax on that gain. They will pay state, so just yeah. just remember that, but and they, then I, you know, have them give it back to you. <laughs> 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 here, here, i love you so much. Merry Christmas. Here's a here's a,
2: a a late present. Here you go and give it back. Um so anyway, i mean, that's uh there's you're right Josh that this is a tax strategy you need to consider each and every year it's just this year it's so different while we're on while we're recording right now I got the daily email from our momentum strategy dynamic and I'm looking at how that has performed this year it's unbelievable yeah. I, it's just unbelievable so the gains that we've seen this year are extraordinary and if you've been in some of those weak areas that's extraordinary as well make sure you're doing proactive planning all right, we've got a few other tax planning strategies that you've got to take advantage of before they run out. We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corehorn Financial Group.
0: This is Wise Money with Corehorn Financial Group.
1: The Wise Money Show is brought to you by the attorneys at South Bank Legal, First State Bank, Diane Bennett and the Inspired Homes Team, and Bethel University Adult and Graduate
2: Studies. Thanks for being here. This is The Wise Money Show with Corehorn Financial Group. My name's Mike. Here with me in the KFG Studios, Josh and Kevin. If you want to stay engaged with The Wise Money Show, get be up to speed on all of our content, you can find us online, wisemoneyshow.com. And you can also, wherever you're at in social media, you can find us there as well. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that sort of stuff. Just search Wise Money Show. Follow us wherever you're at. We are there as well. We're spending today, we got a week left in the year, and we're talking about the tax planning strategies that really have a deadline of, this, uh, of the end of the year. Some of them are extremely unique. You'll never see these tax strategies again. And so if you've missed anything, make sure you catch up on that on the YouTube channel or on, on, on podcast, but let's hit a few other tax planning considerations that are gonna expire at the end of the year. What else you got?
1: Well, you know, there there are some contributions that you can make to certain accounts that actually, they don't expire at the end of the year. You have up until April 15th, or in, in some business owner's circumstances, you can go even beyond April 15th on making these contributions. But there's one in particular that you have to plan ahead for. You have to get some groundwork laid before the end of the year arrives, and that's with a health savings account or an HSA. You know, we love the HSA as a tax deduction for those who are in a high deductible plan that is HSA eligible so you have to have the right type of of uh, health insurance plan to even be able to to have this option but there are many people that have it available and are not using it and and that's always a shame it's always you know disappointing because there's serious tax savings available with an HSA but you have to have the account open before the end of the year maybe you don't fund it until you know a couple months into the next year But the account has to be open in order to be able to contribute
0: to it. I did not know that. Yep, it's it's one of the little catches. Okay, so because we've had an experience where a person on our team told a client, "Hey, uh, go open an HS, you know, go go to the bank, open an HSA, and put money into it." And they went to the bank, opened an account, and put money into it it was not an HSA account. Oh, you're kidding. And so they were so it, it this stuff this stuff is way more confusing. That was before we had our
2: own HSA here that we can offer. I just want to share that with you because if you're if you're listening to this and and needing some help, obviously, you know, we we we'd be happy to 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 help you just reach out to us. Um but yeah, I mean, we your your CFP should help with strategy and implementation as much as possible. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: And, and the best way to fund an HSA, if it's available, is through payroll deduction. That's right. Because there are some tax benefits there. But the the, the, uh, the other health-type deal is the FSA. And that's more of a use-it-or-lose-it type thing. So if you have FSA dollars... Flexible spending account dollars—you probably need to get those used before the end of the year.
2: Yeah, you're allowed to carry over a little balance, but you know, just I would think right, and so I would think
0: to try and keep it simple. But this is where um, this is why we like uh, this this program being aired on a Saturday because people are are hopefully they're drinking coffee, they're in, they've had a gentle start to the day, a little bit in relaxed mode here. And they're thinking, what do I need to get done today? Mm-hmm. And so I would say, I'd I'd grab your checklist and say, okay, when's the last time I logged into my accounts and checked to make sure the beneficiary designations were correct or fill in the blank, or I made sure my FSA dollars were spent, yeah. or I made a, uh, an adjustment to my budget to fund my HSA?
2: You know, there is a a... a a deadline to one really important pre-tax contribution. And it, it's probably a deadline that's passed for many of you. But if you own a small business, or if you are receiving a bonus that this week and and have some influence, um, I mean, you still have time to max out your 401k or put more money in your 401k or 403b. And now again, I mean, you've gotta have a payroll that's gonna land this week. And you've got to have the ability to communicate to HR or put it online and say, hey, I'm not quite going to max this out here. Let's boost that contribution limit. So I really hit that maximum. You can do that. You, you can do that. We help a lot of people with that. Usually that's starting around you know, December 15, if you will. But, uh, but it's, it might not be too late depending on your situation. You know, another tax benefit for funding a certain account that does have a hard and fast deadline is the 529 plan.
1: Yeah, this is a big one in Indiana, especially because it's it's a fairly lucrative one. You know, there's a 20% credit available on your Indiana return for the first $5,000 that you contribute up to $5,000. And uh, you have to have the account funded. The money has to be in the account before the end of the year. So that's one to to jump on right away and expedite if you haven't done that yet this year.
0: Yeah, and that's a, that is an account I was working with some folks this week actually, and they are funding theirs, and they've got grandchildren, and so their their offspring is not in a position to necessarily fund one. But what I encourage them to do is if they had the extra dough to have their child set one up and they could fund it their child would get the, the credit mm-hmm. on their tax return so in essence they put 5000 in theirs and 5000 in their child's and they got 1000 their child got 1000 that's right and the and it makes sense now especially for even young grandchildren because it's it it used to be only college expenses for the 529 and now it's kindergarten through college yeah. and really a lot of other uh, educational opportunities thrown in there as well that you can use your five twenty nine to fund.
2: Let me let me throw a, a, an obscure one at you, and I'll just um, let's just say. Uh, let me tell you a story about Dave. Okay, so so Dave is retired, and actually just uh, just accomplished a big financial milestone and paid off their mortgage, which is which is great. And so normally um they're drawing social security they've got their pension, and eh, while they had the mortgage they would take some money out of the investments and so on and out of those investments we would would withhold a bunch for taxes and and cover all their taxes well the mortgage is paid off so they really haven't needed any money out of the ira and i'm looking at the tax bill saying yeah i mean you're going to owe taxes on your social security your pension and you haven't been paying estimates and dave does not want to pay estimates that is irritating To have to remember, uh, I've got to write this check and how much and so on and these vouchers and how much do I send here and here. And that's annoying. And so what we did for Dave, and we do this for lots of folks, is we do a tax projection, tax analysis, and say, how much will your taxes be? And we send money out of the IRA, Dave's IRA, and withhold all of it. So if we, in this case, we calculated about nine grand of federal taxes, lives in a state where there's no state tax. That's pretty great. And there's sun there. The sun is in this (laughs) state. (laughs) It's unbelievable. And um, all the time, there's sand, beaches, and palm trees. It's crazy. And um, so so we took that 9,000 out. We sent it all to the IRS. Withholding's done. Check. And even though we didn't pay estimates along the way, you can withhold at any time. No penalty. As long as it's within the year, we're good. And then he wrote a check from the checking account back to his IRA for the nine grand, 60-day rollover, bam. So that nine grand came out of the IRA, right? But it's not taxable because he put the money back in within 60 days. And the withholdings, even though it all happened right at the end of the year, Estimates are needed quarterly, and you get a pe- you're penalized if you don't pay them quarterly. The withholdings, yeah, they don't care. It just has to happen this, uh, during the year. So you've got a week. If that's you, if you if you're going to have a financial IOU, you haven't been paying your estimates or paying enough, or you don't like it, consider consider doing a 60 day rollover. There's a complication with the 60 day rollover. There are a few. Yeah, you've got. You've got one opportunity to do this every 12 months. And right. do you want to use that opportunity? Do you want to use this coupon on this? So work with your CFP. Very good. Anything else? Any, any other last-minute tax planning ideas that we need to consider before we jump into questions?
1: This isn't necessarily a last-minute one, although it, it's something to really pay attention to. If, if you are someone who is getting their health insurance through the Affordable Care Act— Every year, you know, when you sign up and you renew or you get your new uh, policy in place, you're, you're really making an estimate of where you think your income's going to land in the coming year. And based on where you think your income's going to land, there are certain premium tax credits or, or maybe even other subsidies that you might be eligible for along the way. But you have to actually stay eligible for them all the way through to the completion of your tax return. And if something happened throughout this year where your income came in higher than what you expected it to, and maybe higher than what you would be actually eligible for uh, these premium tax credits on your tax return, you might have to pay those back. Mm-hmm. And so catching that now, while there's still time to to do something about it, I think is really important. Now, maybe, maybe it's getting kind of late in the year for you to be doing this type of tax planning or this type of tax projection, but I, I would just... Mark your calendar every single year to make sure that you are double checking this as you get closer and closer to the end of the year so that you don't get into a scrambling situation or have a nasty surprise come tax time.
2: Yep. That's right. Well, there you have it. I mean I mean this is this is tax planning. You can see it's so geeky, but it, there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on and you need to be doing comprehensive financial planning where tax planning is a part of that. All throughout the year. And then you then you get to avoid because Kevin, unlike what you said earlier, I wake up on Saturdays and I I think about all the things I don't want to do. Right. I don't I don't have a, a slow start to the morning and then think, all right, what can I go tackle? I think, ah, when can I get my nap? And so that's how I am. And if you don't want to do this this rush right at the end of the year with your with your taxes, have a CFP who's proactive in doing this all along. Speaking of. Barb, a fan of the show from Arizona, sent in a question. Uh, this was, uh, oh, Barb, I'm sorry, this is probably a month ago, but you know, we, we get talking about a lot of stuff and hard to get to some questions. So she's uh, she says, watch the Wise Money Show. And one of the subscribers, love your approach. We live in Arizona, but the local financial planners here just seem to have a different flavor. Your approach is more of a Midwest mindset. And the question is, how important is it to have a financial planner who lives locally to you? Uh, and I would think
1: it would be important because there's local laws, but I thought I would ask. What do you guys think, real quick? That's a great question. I I can speak for our firm. I mean, we serve clients all over the country in lots of di- different jurisdictions where – You know, there's local laws that are maybe different than our Indiana laws and everything. And maybe the tax code is a good example of that, where your state tax laws are different than they are here in our neck of the woods. But um, to me, when you choose a, a financial advisor, you're choosing someone that you believe you can trust. And you need to be able to trust them in three ways. Do you trust their character? Do you trust their competence? And do you trust their consistency? The consistency piece is the one that you're kind of referencing. Do they have the right financial planning approach? Um, do they do they have a way to sniff out the opportunities that you need to have um, taking you, that you're taking advantage of in your financial life? And but but the competence piece is the other one to not lose sight of. You need to have someone that can work with local professionals to make sure yeah. your specific rules are applying. That's right.
2: That's right. Thanks for the question, Barb and. And, uh, and for your listenership and subscribing there. So, all right, that is all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, myself, and all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group.
0: Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group, KFG Wealth Management, LLC, and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.